0: I'm Danica Juarez, and I'm Jan James, and this is How's It
1: Hold Up?
0: Hi, I'm Danica, and I'm Jan, and I'm Valerie, and today we watched Watership Down, an infamous film about rabbits going on an adventure. Adventure is like is that that makes it sound adventure is not the way to put it. Journey.
1: Oh oh, yeah. No no no. It's about talking
0: rabbits that go on a journey of necessity, a harrowing journey quest. um, I don't know if it's a quest. I'd say journey, a harrowing necessary journey uh, in a world that wants to kill them.
1: There's a word, and I cannot think of it. Well, if you think of it later, then just shout it pilgrimage, almost, no. Uh, Sure, sure, sure. Yeah,
0: I can see it. Um, Yes, it's about bunnies. Um, It's kind of... And there are some very mean, mean bad bunnies. it's It's kind of in two halves, in a sense of the first half's kind of the journey that they have to take, and the second half is more about them trying to make the place they found... As good as they want it to be, yeah. Is I guess how, how I will put it
2: was that gu- the plot is, synopsis is that
0: I guess that works enough as a plot synopsis. It's pretty vague, but like that's fine.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, this is a movie to be experienced. Yes. Uh, what did what y'all think of this movie?
1: It's it's hard <laughs> to find words because it it was it was very good, but it was very emotional and very edge of your seat. Um, just like just terrifying in so many respects. I don't know how to explain it. It was, it was an ordeal. <laughs> but it was... I'm I'm glad I, I experienced it, and I'm glad I went on this journey with them because it was very powerful.
2: Yeah. Uh, we had seen this before
0: years ago. Yeah, Valor and I watched it at some point. And I
1: don't
2: <laughs> think I did. I don't, I don't
1: think th- I ever yeah. saw it now, now that I saw it again. I, I have a fairly good memory, and I don't remember anything
0: like this. Well,
2: honestly, like... I didn't remember a lot of it.
0: I didn't either.
2: But, like, this time, I definitely felt like I appreciated it in terms of... I I don't know if I knew then, but, like, from what I understand, like, it is... An, uh, it was previously a book. And yes. so it's... to uh, me, A 1972
0: that, novel of the same name by Richard Adams.
2: And so to me, that's like, oh, okay, you're trying to capture things from the book. And, like am I picking up information that I need to, to make this make sense as somebody who has not read the book, you know, is it as impactful as likely the book was? I don't know, but I, I think I picked, I, I think I got what it was trying to do in terms of, yeah the, I liked, I I'm, I'm ready to talk about it, but I did like it. Uh, and yeah, very harrowing, uh, felt like lots of emotions it was it was good
0: yes and i I think i called it infamous up at the top because it has a, a bit of a reputation of like uh adults looking back and saying oh that that scarred me as a child uh probably somewhat jokingly but also like uh, there's the first half in particular is just like constant worry and there's don't worry, there's plenty of worry in the second half also, but the, the journey portion is just like there's no sense of safety, <laughs> whereas the second half is more like they have the sense of safety and are choosing to put it at risk for things that they believe are worth it. Mm-hmm. So it's a little bit of a different feel. Um uh, But but yeah, it's just that first half is kind of nonstop in that in the feeling of of. Terror, I guess. Yeah, just like it feels like bad things could happen at any moment. Mm.
1: And I don't think this is, in any way, shape, or form, a film, uh, a movie for younger children. I I, think you would have to be older, a lot older, like upper elementary.
0: Sure, yeah. I don't think it's for like five-year, your five-year-olds. Like, yeah, maybe maybe like a (laughs) ten-year-old. Like, it's they they need to they need to be old enough to be able to. I mean, Ex- except like a movie in which death is a very real thing not that this is like game of thrones and people are dying left and right but it's a movie that like takes the possibility of death very seriously and and it, that's just something that the kid has to be able to like wrap their head around it all even if they're never they're not going to understand it on the level an adult does
2: but i think being able to like express and yeah. and maybe Communicate with you, like there. There will likely be a dialogue about it. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, I think this yeah. is it. Something that you would likely sit your children down and then let them, let yeah. them watch alone.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah you need to watch it with them because, because yeah, you'll yeah, like it's you have to very gauge their yeah. their reaction. Yeah, yeah like, definitely. Hey,
2: how are you feeling? Do you want to talk about anything,
1: or do you want to continue to watch the movie? Like, yeah. Yeah, because it's very intense, and that intensity stays. Just there's very few times that you can almost breathe and kind of relax and not feel that that hyper sense of of possible
0: imminent doom around mm-hmm. every corner. And I and I think that's a lot for a child. So, yeah, I mean, especially a very young child. I, yeah, I would not a very, very young child. I think probably like mid to upper elementary school is probably fine. But yeah. um But yes, I recommend it. um I think it is a, a good film. Mm hmm. Yes. Let's get specific, by which I, ha- I mean I have a fun fact. Uh, just, just one to start with, though. Uh, this film was originally going to be directed by John Hubley, who left after disagreements with the film's producer, Martin Rosen. His work can still be found in the film, most notably in the fable scene at the beginning. He was replaced by Rosen, who thereby made his di- directorial debut. Hmm. So,
2: Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah, let's, let's start talking about the story and characters and stuff.
2: All right. Yeah, so, so to start, we start with these two uh, rabbits who are speaking. Uh, I think it's interesting, the naturalistic sense of it. Like, sometimes it's kind of hard. It took a little bit to get who's who.
0: Well, that's not to start, though, is it?
2: Oh, you're right. To
0: start is the fable opening and it's really neat, both visually and story wise. I'll talk more about the visuals in later section, but story wise, its purpose is to kind of set up this mythology that the, the rabbits clearly believe in, in general Mm -hmm. um, about like the uh, God named like Firth that it seems to basically be the sun. Frith. Frith. Thank you. Frith. Um And like basically how long ago there were a bunch of different type of animals, but they were fairly similar to each other, including rabbits. But then the rabbits grew prolific because of how rabbits do and uh, were bothering the other animals. And Frith was like, hey, if you don't like sh- slow down and, and share more with the others. I'm going to, I'm going to make it so that you are made to slow down. <laughs> like I'm going to make it so to, I'm going to take care of the problem. If you don't basically. And the, the rabbits like, ah, I'm, I don't care about what you say. So basically this God makes all the other animals have more distinct characteristics and in particular gives many of them uh means to, hurt and kill rabbits and a desire to do so basically the predators are created, uh, where it's insinuated before they did not exist in that way. And, and then, and, but then the rabbit also does get blessed with, with some, uh, things to differentiate it, particularly like the, the speed with it, of its hind legs and stuff like that. So, uh, it's just kind of it's a creation fable about like how the world came to be, but in terms of how the rabbits view it, um, which is which is neat. and then uh Frith is is referred to throughout uh by the rabbits and stuff like there there's allusions to this fable throughout and it is a very good like table setting for what this movie is and kind of the philosophy I guess of it of like the world is against them and they need to they have to accept that to be able to get through it kind of thing. It's, it's, it's interesting.
2: Yeah. And it does a, I think it does a good job of, of like setting that in, in terms of you will see through their journey, uh, things that kind of go against the, what the fable says that rabbits should be and how that perversion of their existence, like how that affects the, the, the people, the rabbits that they meet. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Very, very interesting. And some of the other things that this that the god from this fable endowed is almost
1: ex- extra sensory, so very perceptive, smell, yes. um, hearing, you know, all of that. So that, and of course, being able to to elude their captors by by yeah, their what
0: speed. Do, what do they say? They say it like uh, two or three times about like. Everything in the world is going to try to kill you, but they have to catch you yeah, first. Yeah, like, they'll mm-hmm. kill
2: you once they catch you, but they have to catch you first. Right. Yeah.
0: Correct. Yeah. But yeah, then what you were saying about how it opens after that. Yes,
2: yes. It's very naturalistic. Uh,
0: you have the two rabbits talking, mm-hmm. who we learn is Fiverr and uh, Hazel. Mm-hmm. Which they're, they're brothers, we find out not too long after, and are are kind of some of the most central characters. Hazel is ostensibly kind of the main character, I-, I would say. There are other very important characters, but he's kind of like, he's the closest we have, at least, to a main character.
1: Yeah. And then uh, Fiverr is, has some type of ability to have premonitions and is is of course thought of as very odd but because hazel is such a grounded character um hazel certainly helps out by giving uh legitimacy to uh to what fiverr has to say yeah and helping, hazel helping claims that. that
0: he's he's had premonitions many times before and they've always come true basically so yeah
2: yeah
1: and so so the the movie begins with Fiverr having this premonition that where they're living, their current, um, you know... Uh, Warren. Warren is is going to be just, you know, covered in blood and and filled and that they have to leave immediately. So Hazel helps get uh, Fiverr to their... I forgot what they call him, but basically the, the the head of their Warren.
0: Wait, wait. The Chief Rabbit of Sandalford.
1: Okay, so yes. And they see, but he does not heed their warning. And, and then, in fact... The other uh, was is a really prominent character um bigwig big wig that that brings them uh, to see him, the chief, then he gets reprimanded and again the chief does not listen to what they have to say
0: the the chief and in, indeed uh like basically insinuates that the uh two who talked to him are touched in the head and like should not be listened to at all. Like he, he kind of ends his conversation with them being like, sure, sure. We'll think about it. But then after they leave his comments, make it very clear. He has no intention of doing that.
2: Yeah. He definitely brushes them off. I really liked how they showed him like vi- visually. He turns turns around, like as he's talking to them, just totally disregarding them. And then, like you said at the end, or well, during the conversation, he's like, uh Well, we can't do it right now. Like, it's mating season. It's like, that we'll need to think it. about it. Yes.
0: We can all have a talk about it.
2: Yeah. So he pushes them down the line. And then when more alone or they leave, he's like, we can't have them talking about this. It's going to freak people out.
1: Yeah. It's good. But interestingly, when they were let down and they were having this conversation... Other rabbits were going, and I think listening, kind yeah. of eavesdropping, because yeah. then they were approached, um, Hazel and his brother, you know, and Fiber were approached by other rabbits saying, well, will you take us with you? I mean, you know, we want to leave. Yeah. And then, then interestingly, because they do have sentries in their war, they were stopped as they were trying to leave um, and threatened and and. Um, in an attack.
0: Well, as they were leaving, they were initially stopped by Big Wig, but then he made it clear actually, I mentioned in joining you, and also I got removed from my position, anyways. Yes. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, shortly after that, we have uh, one of the the sentries like come and, and try to stop them and and basically being a big cop about it. Um, <laughs> and it like trying to say, You're all coming with me. And I loved how, like, a moment after he said that, someone whispered, is he alone? <laughs> like this, yes, yes. This, like, do we actually need to be that worried? This is like one guy, right? We can take him. And then like <laughs> shortly after that, they are like, actually we're gonna kill you if you try to make us go back. We're leaving. <laughs> yes, yes.
1: And then of course a uh, big is it big wig?
0: Yeah, big wig wig Bops him basically. Yeah, yeah. because
1: end. because he who had who did he attack? Was it Hazel that he initially attacked? Um maybe Yeah, I, when they maybe, were saying they were yeah, gonna leave. Yeah. yeah.
2: Uh, yeah, but even to kind of clarify, there was a bigger group that was gonna leave. Yes. some of the guards like picked off a good a good lot of them. Yeah,
0: and then Bigwig was like, "Ah, your your group's smaller now, huh?" Exactly,
2: exactly. But, so, but
0: he decided to go with them. Which is very good. Bigwig was very helpful throughout the movie. Yes.
1: Yes. I really liked Bigwig. So then they had, of course, all kinds of... um, They had to
0: go through the woods. The woods felt very harrowing even though ultimately no one got hurt. Yes.
2: They made it very scary.
0: Yes. Yes. Um, (laughs) At one point they need to cross a river and they find a little like a a raft, a makeshift raft sort of thing. Um, And Hazel like gets on it and then he gets off and he's like, okay, five you get on it, and like <laughs> the moment Fiver steps on it, he slips off to the side and into the water. And I'm like, "Come on, man!
1: <laughs>
0: you <laughs> yes. got to try a little harder." Yes.
1: But what made it harrowing and what made it really necessary? One is that Fiver and an, another rabbit—I don't remember who—probably Pipkin, yeah, probably. probably no,
0: no, no. I think it was someone named Silver. Oh, yeah. Okay,
1: they couldn't. They they were too tired to swim, more and Fiver wasn't able to. But so all of the rabbits couldn't swim across. Yeah, they needed someone to named go. Silver. They needed to go across um, this little river or stream, or whatever it was. Yeah. And then they heard a dog coming. And so then it, it, it came down to the wire that if they didn't get across, that dog was going to pick up their scent, which initially did. They crossed, but then a yeah. human called the dog back.
0: Yeah. And well, so dog it looked like the dog was contemplating trying to cross the river, yeah, cause but I then think the human probably could called it back. Easy, fairly easily. Easier than them, certainly. Yes. So, um, one of my notes is poor Violet with a sad face.
2: Yes. Is Uh, that the one in the hutch?
0: No, Mm -hmm. Violet's the one that's like uh, eating a little ways away from like the, the The tall, the tall, like, I don't think it was corn, but it was like tall plants or whatever. And then a hawk just swoops down.
2: Yes. He had to show like, nope, they're not out of the woods yet. Yeah. He's like no time to rest.
0: Fortunately, Violet isn't really someone that we like knew very well but, but she it's would have still been the her. only
2: female i guess that was that she, hazel
0: kind of she... sounds like a girl name also and isn't yeah, in this is movie true. so it's hard to say that's true uh but violet violet was no more uh and then yeah i'm like this film is just constantly so worrying it always feels like the rabbits are in so much danger and that again that was mostly true of the first half though there was constant need to worry in the second half too for kind of different reasons yeah.
2: but yeah
0: um and, oh, oh, yeah, and oh, then yeah. we we get to the place where the guy's like, yeah, you can come into our warrants. So oh, we've got yes. we've got some empty burrows and stuff, and no one asks why they're empty. No, they did try to kind of ask, but he eluded, or someone no, did. No, they or, don't like, ask. It's not, yeah.
2: not right at the beginning, not before. No. They're like, oh, let's go, and, and you know, it was raining, so, like, yeah, let's yeah. get in and dry off. Everyone
0: whatever. besides Fiverr is, like, Immediately into it uh, yep. and not asking questions, but this guy immediately has bad vibes. Mm-hmm. What's and his Fiver name?
1: keeps trying to warn him. No, this is there's the something cowslip? wrong with
0: this. It's cow slip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's like um, something's
1: wrong with this. Something is not right. We and should something have is to wrong do. with it
0: because <laughs> um, it's basically like humans will f- throw food into the hole uh, that they uh, that goes into the burrows that they live in. But then there's also a bunch of traps all over the land um and snares yeah snares and and poor bigwig gets caught in one and he was bleeding and it was very upsetting oh my
1: gosh yes. we, i thought he was going to be gone for sure it seemed
0: like he was for a little bit but then he was I he was know. okay
1: well because the rabbit okay he was caught in a snare and it was a um it's a wire so it's not like they could eat through it wasn't like a rope they could yeah. eat through which they were very adept at doing. And so what they ultimately did is dig up the post that it was, um, that was holding the snare. Yeah. Um, and then, and, and then, then when they got that done, it able, loosened.
0: He, he, he didn't move for a while. Well, then. It, yeah.
1: We well it, Everyone thought he was dead. And, you know, I mean, they thought he was dead. We thought he was dead because
0: for quite a while, he just looked absolutely dead.
1: Even once they had loosened the
0: snare. But then he he finally started moving again and talking some and managed to get the snare off of him. So yes,
2: yeah, and so I think that was definitely one of the they they had an interesting uh, scene where uh, the uh cowslip was like, "We're gonna tell stories if you want to join," and they're like, "Oh yeah, let's talk about like how this this guy was like super tricky and like we love this story," and he's like. No, that's a bad story. Tricks are bad. Like <laughs> yeah, he, he said something like uh, being having dignity and like the will to accept our fate. Yeah, it's like, it's like wow, no. that's immediately
0: really ominous. Yes.
2: <laughs> I know. Yeah, that's like a death cult or something. So
0: yes. And, and I guess I guess yes. what their
1: plan would be is if we can have enough of you, then we can avoid the snares. I don't something know. Like that. Yeah. yeah, but um, but also, it's I think it's worthy to note that. Even with that, well, once he starts the story thing, Fiverr's like, I'm out of here. And he, like, leaves. And then only Hazel follows him out. Well, then, when the others came, and after they thought that... Bigwig. That Bigwig was dead before you knew that big wig was not dead some of the yo-yo heads were still gonna go back they were gonna they, w- they
0: wanted to go like kill the the rabbits that be- that betrayed them or whatever and take over the thing it's like no it's not no, a good place yeah to not live. a good
1: place. Yeah, and even they probably could have gotten in snares going back there because there were snares yeah. all around and so so um big wig came back i mean when you find out he's not dead at a very pivotal time, because then it's
2: kind of like, no, we're getting out of here.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well,
2: and, no, I think Bigfoot was like, no, kill them. And then uh, Fiverr and, and Hazel were like, you we just gotta leave.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Then they also, uh, it's, uh, after that, come across a farm and there's some rabbits kind of kept in a hutch. Um, and it's it's insinuated that they belong to a little girl who lives on, on the farm or whatever. And uh, that... That farm we kind of come back to a couple times uh, throughout. But after that they finally, they they get to the top of this big hill with a big tree at it where they decide to make their new home, and that's around the midpoint of the movie. Um, and it's also where we meet uh, Kehar, <laughs> our essential comic relief character, oh, who good. is a bird who, one of the very first things he yells is piss off when talked <laughs> to by, by uh, Hazel. Oh, he's uh, a
1: seagull and he is hilarious. He's
0: very good. Um, he He's uh, quality comic relief, but he also, like, has some knowledge. Like, he knows what a boat is, and he knows that if you get shot, you need to get the the bullets out. Though, How does he refer to it?
2: Like, black pebbles or something like that. Yeah, something like that. Black Black stones, maybe? Black stones,
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, But then he also, later, when when he's essential for a plan, he's kind of, like, bird-brained, you know? And so he... (laughs) He's uh, very late in doing what he's supposed to for the plan and causes a lot of worry. Uh, well, so, he's but, on, so he's a, yeah. he's a multifaceted use character which Mm -hmm. is very nice but Mm -hmm. ultimately his main kind of role is is that comic relief just in terms of injecting a character that is silly into this movie that had been very harrowing before that and doesn't like completely stop being harrowing but it's really nice to have a comic relief character
1: it is it's so needed it's so needed at the time and i'm trying to remember how they they made him believe that it was his idea but basically once they get to this this great place and it and it is really good because not only is there a big tree and there's you know places where they, they that they can get food but they are on top they can see things they can see danger coming it's a really good strategic place for them to be uh, far enough away f- you know from you know, houses and things like that. Um, and, but what they realize is they don't have any females, um, in their group. So, so once they all go, they're, they're not, their warden isn't, will be no more. So, so at some point, I don't remember how they, they do it, but somehow they convince the bird and what's his name again? Kahar. Kahar, that it's his idea that he also wants to find a mate because he doesn't want to be alone but that they need mates so he's going to go fly and scout and try to find mates for them but then after he's gone for a bit they realize well i don't know if that's going to work so that they, so they, decide- they have an
0: unsuccessful attempt to go to the farm and, and get the hutch rabbits out that was
2: even before no 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 it was oh, it was get after them out. he left sorry yeah you're right you're right
0: uh, which which ultimately doesn't end up working out they do get them out of the thing but they're kind of caught and they end well, up having to run and that's when hazel gets shot yeah. by one of the the farmers um and then then there's kind of this this period where it's like oh no what's happened to hazel and and most of the the other rabbits that ran away are like he got shot he's he's gone right but fiver's like no he's not dead yet yeah and so he goes he goes after him to try to find him and this is the sequence where bright eyes performed by art garfunkel plays Mm -hmm. um as as he he kind of goes and there's the uh, the black rabbit is kind of hopping around, which is like a kind of spectral rabbit that in, that is indicative of death or whatever. Uh, but Fiverr manages to find Hazel, who is bleeding or whatever, manages to get him back home, and then uh, Kahar does come back, and he recognizes that. Hazel was shot and that you need to get those black stones out. So he's helpful in making Hazel get, be able to pull through and stuff. I feel though, like the spectral rabbit helped lead Fiverr. It did feel him. like it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And also I think of note is on this farm where the rabbits that they, uh, that a lot seem to be female rabbits that, that they are trying to get out of the hutch, Also on this farm is a dog that is uh, tied up and then also a cat. Mm -hmm. And one of the first times when Hazel brought someone else and they went to scout out this farm, the cat, you know, they had to elude the cat. But when they were running away... Actually, it might have even been after Hazel was shot. But at one point, there were, the, the rabbits are running off, and the cat is pursuing them. And you hear a voice that says, stop, you know, stop, cat, you know, the or whatever. The voice of, like, a
0: girl. Yeah, a
1: girl. And so the cat does stop and doesn't continue to pursue, and the rabbits are able to get away. Maybe that was before the shooting. And the girl, the girl um,
0: keeps telling off the cat, like, stop trying to attack
1: the, the yes, rabbits. Yes, 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 yes. Um, but, yeah, so, so there's, like I said, there's a dog and a cat on this farm, but the dog is tied.
0: But ultimately that stuff doesn't work out And they end up meeting um, They met They met earlier What was his name?
2: Captain Holly.
0: Captain Holly, um, who was the, the 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 cop that initially told them that you're arrested and come with me, um, and and they were like, oh, uh, no, uh, but he they they met they met him earlier, but then he's kind of resting for a while, so you don't hear from him again for a period of time. Um, but he basically uh, when they first meet him tells them that yeah stuff went real bad at uh we haven't actually talked about it but when they are initially escaping from their original warren uh it pans out and we see a sign that that shows that this place is going to be um Developed. Uh, developed. They're, they're going to build uh, uh, some sort of human building there, you know? Um, and, and so, yeah, that ends up happening and it, it kills most uh, most of the rabbits and stuff.
1: Do but we know how he got away?
0: It's not super clear. Because,
1: yeah, because basically they filled in all the holes and smothered
0: all the rabbits. Yeah, but he, uh-huh. man- he managed to get away and then for a time was at another warren and managed to get to another warren.
1: Well, he was trying to find them. He
0: was trying to find them, but then for a time he was at a different warren. Uh, led by Woundwort. General Woundwort. and I would I think assume it's Woundwort.
2: Woundwort, sorry. Yes, I would assume General he was Woundwart.
0: captured. Probably, I don't Hard think to so. Say. It seemed like he just went there. Um, but it, once,
2: but once you're there, right? You run, uh, but he had
0: he had a bad time there, and so was able to kind of tell them about it, but also that there are girls there, and there was particularly a girl who helped him escape, um, and who seemed interested in leaving, but what didn't want to leave without. Her, her people or whatever.
2: Yeah. At some point he has a memory. It's hard to say what, I can't remember what he said versus what. He doesn't initially tell them,
0: but he he definitely tells them about, cause he's the one who gives them the idea to go Yeah, and get. So yeah, then they're basically, oh, we can help some of those people escape. And then also some of those people will be ladies. And so that's kind of what, a majority of the second half of the movie is about it, that. It also involves their first failed attempt, but is them like hatching this plan to try to, to free these people. Um, A big part of the plan is that big wig like goes and infiltrates that Warren for a while becomes one of their officers or whatever. And, and yeah, they, they, they have this whole plan that go that goes off of course there's periods of worry and stuff of if it's going to work or what's going to happen and and the escape doesn't go super smoothly especially because of kihar being distracted by bugs and the rain and stuff
1: well also he okay he is supposed to meet them at this bridge but instead he's on
0: top of the bridge
1: (laughs) and they're underneath so neither can see each other and he doesn't his bird brain doesn't register that they they can't be up here that i've got to go under the bridge to find
0: them. But for the sake of not just it's describing every single thing that happens in this movie and I mean, spending half an that. hour and <laughs> spending an hour on it, it ultimately ends up working out, and they escape with those people and get back to their hill. But unfortunately, Woundwort does manage to find them, and that is what the, the very last part of the movie is about is Woundwort trying to enact revenge and what happens there anything else with story characters we want to talk about that isn't just describing what happens
1: the rabbits and the other warren and especially i mean in Woon War- Worth's Warren wound wart I believe wound warts Warren up <laughs> good yeah. yeah. B- <laughs> B- no. um, anyway are very intimidating I mean they show this is where you have where I, th- I think again you you would not want younger kids because they have very sharp claws and they attack each other so not only do you see a reenactment at one point you know of um, of the gray uh, the the general that you know has been wounded but you see them attack others and there's one little character that they show that They not only um, attack and scratch, but bite off the ears. And then it's very um, visceral.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, visceral is is the right word, I think. And that's actually maybe a good way to segue to talk some about the animation that uh, does Mm -hmm. a lot to add to that visceral feeling. Mm hmm. Um, I guess I'll say a fun fact real quick, though, that isn't about the visceralness. But the backgrounds and locations of this film, especially uh, Efrafa and the nearby railway, are based on the diagrams and maps in Richard Adams' original novel. Most of the locations in the movie either exist or are based on real spots in Hampshire and surrounding areas. Mm, Okay. So that helps with, it, it definitely makes it feel like one big world, definitely. Yeah.
1: Is the name Watershed, is that the name of a location or where did that where did that the title, title come from? Watership.
0: Oh, Watership Down, that's the name of the book. I don't oh, know. Oh, okay.
1: I just I just didn't know. I'm not actually Watership sure. Is. Yeah. Okay.
0: That's the name of the book. That's all I didn't really know. Okay.
1: Yeah. But I think the animation was was beautiful. It was
0: really yeah, realistic. I, I definitely it's fairly limited especially with stuff like lip sync like it's not it's not the the i mean certainly it's not vibrant but beyond that it's not fluid i guess in the way that a disney film or even like a don bluth film would be but it 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 works with the the budget that it seems to have and with the tone and everything really well like it it makes it work well and I guess for me, there was maybe a a small period of adjusting to it, but it sucks you in quite quickly. And like Mm -hmm. adjusting was not difficult for me.
1: Well, and I think I want to amend the word beautiful because that has the connotation that visually it was beautiful because it actually had very um, the same color palette that's Mm -hmm. that most of the time that there were some times that you could see fields or like the tree and, and grass and all of that. And that was very like beautiful, uh, a nature feel. Sure. But a lot of the time it was, uh, especially in the burrows or when you were in, in the fight scenes or in some of these other warrens and things, it was, um, browns and almost kind of blues and, and, browns, and very, blues, yes. Greens. And, and very, um, almost war field or like, like, a. uh, a battleground, almost. Feel. Yeah, it can feel like that sometimes. Um, and so,
0: uh, but I, I just feel like it was. It then definitely made things like when people were scratched and there was like the red of kind of blood, like that stood out mm-hmm. very starkly ab- against the color palette. Correct. Yeah. But
1: I I think what I really appreciated, or almost why I wanted to use the word beautiful, what I feel like the animation was very consistent. Like yeah. to me, the characters, uh, whether it was um, Fiverr or Hazel or any of the other characters, looked the same. That their consistency, oh, even sure. kind of in motion and even in battle, because sometimes they stay on
0: model. Really yes. Well.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. And then and then. It was also very realistic looking. I mean, the nature scenes, the um, the the trees, the 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 river. The, yeah, it the has boat. a
0: naturalistic quality. I, I would say, yeah. Um, though uh, going back to the very beginning again, that's what most of the film looks like. The opening, though, has mm, a really yes. kind of unique, really stylized look that's um, kind of cartoony, fable-ish. Like yeah, it, mm-hmm. it has this this kind of someone's telling you a story Storybook almost aspect. Worked. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, that is, that's really cool. Um, and, and it's kind of wobbly in it's movements and stuff. And then it's the, the character designs are kind of more cutesy at first, but then once they like get their things that make them unique or whatever, a, a lot of them shift into this kind of scarier kind of still yes. stylized form. But also when, uh, when the rabbit gets changed, he has kind of this sleeker, more animalistic rather than cartoony look Mm -hmm. too, which is really neat. Um, But yeah, that, that whole opening is kind of, it's a real visual treat um, that doesn't look anything like the rest of the movie, though there are a couple of um, times where the sun morphs uh, briefly to look like it did in, in that to look like the God. Um, they also use color even in that yes. fable because
1: when then the animals were distinguished and the 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 rabbit became the enemy of of everyone. Um, a whole field of rabbits were then uh, were that were all brown. Yeah. You know, had been attacked and they all turned red. And I was yeah, just like, yeah. oh my gosh! Like there wasn't. They- Actual
0: blood, but like the just the turning red, like insinuates this this death or blood or whatever. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Harrowing and a a good uh, way to kind of start this movie
1: off. And even like in Fiverr's vision at the the beginning, one of the opening scenes, the field turned red, of course. But then there was another scene where maybe it was the... the sentry, I forgot the gray rabbit that that joined them, that came to find them Can't when they had escaped. Or, no. Yes, Holly. Holly. When Holly, um, he was describing some of what happened. You saw the 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 ground being mm. kind of like clawed up, mm. and interestingly, as it's being clawed up, then then it then it was red where the gashes of where yeah. it was clawed. So the really good use of yeah, color. His
0: his, his re- describing what happened to the old Warren. Like the there's some really stylized animation there that was really neat um and and disturbing but in like yes. a good way. Yeah. This isn't a horror film. Or no, I
2: I think they do a good job at uh kind of abstracting some of the more like the bigger yeah. horrors because if they were to make it more naturalistic it would be even more upsetting. Right. They show it to you without you know, going overboard. Yeah. Yeah. And, and for example, they, they
1: show the rabbits trying to get out of the holes being filled Ugh, up and trying horrifying. to get out. But again, they don't show them just, they basically show them then still kind of in blue. Cause like underground, they, I like how they, they choose colors because sometimes also the Warrens and the different groupings of rabbits are, are different colors, and that also helps distinguish them. For example, the uh, the rabbits that were in the hutches They're they seem they were primarily yes white, and then and then the
0: the, group, the I forget what the place is called, but Afreffa. where Afreffa, um, the all, all of those rabbits have like these bright blue eyes that mm-hmm. are really distinctive.
1: Yes, and mm-hmm. they would do different things to distinguish the groups. But in in his recollection, scene where these rabbits are trapped in the holes and ultimately die um they definitely have them blue but then basically you just see them all trying to get out and then them with their eyes closed so it's it was enough to know okay this was not good
0: it's it really horrifyingly depicts what's happening which is that humans are like filling in the holes and then filling the tunnels with like a gas to kill these rabbits um and like it's horrifying without like Quite overstepping into like this is just gruesome and, and yeah, and over the top, like this is too much. It, yeah, they're communicating
2: yeah. the horrors of it, but not making that the point in a way, like, not, yeah, yeah, like it's it, good, yeah. I think they do a good job there.
0: Um, I think that they, they have some really. Um, interesting and unique character animation, especially for some of the kind of more antagonistic figures in here. Mm-hmm. Um, the first, the first one that I kind of really commented on was the, the Chief Rabbit for their original Warren. Um, I loved the way that he looked and moved, uh, just chunky and old and, mm-hmm. and just good. Like his, he had really, a really cool, like design and way that he moved. Um, and then later we have Cowslip, whose animation is just like, fa- fascinating to me, like just, kind of loping, kind of scraggly, is he a foppish
2: or something. Maybe a little foppish. I don't foppish. know just the way his ears were. Definitely
0: untrustworthy. Oh, for sure. But like mm-hmm. that all of that communicated not just in how he talks or what he says, but in the way he moves and is animated. Mm-hmm. He's kind of like constantly kind of Pushing one of his ears down almost like a nervous tick or something and kind of has his his hands kind of going over one another like he just he's Shifty. he's kind of constantly shifting is the thing like he's kind of constantly in move movement in a way that other characters aren't which kind of gives him this unnatural kind of feeling. Yeah. There's also a really good moment of, anim- of cool animation mm-hmm, and, and mm-hmm. set piece there where. Our our main group of rabbits is in the center eating some of the food, Mm -hmm. and then we see through kind of a hole in, in the burrows crowded around the outside of the hole where they can't quite be seen at some of the rabbits who live there are, are are listening and then and then it'll kind of move around to another hole where other rabbits are listening and it would kind of like go around in a circle our main group and at every like hole more of these rabbits are like listening in and, and seeming shifty yes. yeah it was really yes. neat <laughs>
2: uh yeah i was gonna bring that up too yeah that that was like really visually interesting communicating kind of this unsettling like there are more people here than what we see, and, like, why can't we see them? Like, I think uh, either then or sometime after, they start asking the questions where Cowslip is dodging them. Of, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's just so, so upsetting. So, like, Very. this is bad. And Fiverr, like, yeah, that one was especially interesting with the, uh, this is more character with how the rabbits react to Fiverr, like they're getting very tired and they're like, we just want to find somewhere. And he's like, no, this isn't it. And they're like, you know what? We don't even know if that if it was bad over there. Like, let's just stay here. Because
0: yeah, at that point they hadn't seen Captain Holly who said what happened or whatever.
2: Yeah. And even Bigwig was like, you know, why did not even listen to you? Like, we might as well stay here. Like that kind of like turning and, and questioning of what they are doing. Yeah. And then, be, but being in this place, that is so not right. Yeah. yeah. Really good. Yeah. And and I know that we
1: alluded to this earlier, but they made this group of rabbits so distinct too, because not only did they have um, a, a different kind of brown color, but they also looked similar, you know, almost like a different breed of rabbit, mm-hmm. uh, you know, for lack of a better word. They were but,
0: scraggly. Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Uh, Uh, Yeah, and I think part of that is, like, they're not able to do the things that rabbits do. Yeah. If they want to live, they stay inside. Yeah. So, yeah, like, how that kind of reflects on them. Mm Mm-hmm. Some other imagery I found interesting was when Hazel was shot and you told, and they told Fiverr, you know, he's shot, he's gone, and that kind of... uh, music video like while the song plays like
0: it a felt bit more of, like watercolory
2: almost a little bit of that was reused a few times like mm. so that felt a little long
0: yeah there was there was a particular sequence that they reused again a, a little bit later and they like changed the color slightly yeah. but it was otherwise the same
2: yeah yeah but i wasn't sure if i got all of that like there was two rabbits and i'm like i guess that's Fiverr and hazel with the black rabbit yeah kind of jumping around them and I didn't know if that was in that instance or a recalling like maybe that rabbit has been with them just because of how Fiverr is.
0: Maybe, yeah, I'm not sure.
2: Yeah, like I thought that was really interesting. I think there's probably more there. It was it was a very intriguing breakdown. And definitely. And, yeah. and maybe that is possibly the weakest one of the weaker parts in terms of not being sure what was it was trying to communicate I'd be curious to know I guess it,
0: there's it, a sense to which an extent to where it feels like you can sort of draw your own conclusions though
2: yeah
1: because mine my interpretation actually was that that one the kind of white rabbit was was hazel and that it's his spirit that he's still alive and then the the black rabbit it then kept circling around to lead um Fiverr to him I don't know that was my interpretation.
0: Yeah, and I, I think to an extent I like that it is a little up in the air, because most of the rest of the film is very concrete and what it means and represents.
2: Yeah, and, and thinking about it as well, the way that Fiverr is, is he... That is probably just as like how he sees stuff. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, you have in the beginning where he's freaking out about the oppressive atmosphere of their Warren... And then, yeah, like, maybe maybe this is an insight into what Fiverr experiences, like, on the daily. Yeah, yeah. And that's an interesting thought as well. Definitely. Yeah, because he immediately, when they told him that
1: his brother was dead, he it, he started looking up. And then it was almost like he started, I don't know, seeing a vision, whatever. And he's like, no, no, he's not. And then he goes off
2: to find him. So, yeah, it was very interesting. I'm curious about the scene uh where they're running away and they come across a road and Big Wig is like like other people I think it's probably Hazel who's like not sure and Big was like, nah, like this is like for humans. Uh he's like, is it gonna like is the stuff gonna eat you? And he's like, no, they don't care. And so he like hops in the middle of the road. Some cars drive by. I don't my my I wasn't sure about it, but then Seeing later, there is a, a a metal road or whatever, where train tracks essentially, and Holly talks about I ran away off of that, and then some people were running after me, but I think basically the train got him.
0: Yeah, I think I think didn't he refer he said it as um like the the will of Frith or something like that saved him basically. Yeah, through whatever happened there. But he kept, yeah, I kept saying he didn't know what happened. Right.
2: Right. And I'm wondering if that kind of representation that's, my guess is the, that the kind of indifference of, of man to a certain extent, yeah. or the indifference of some of these dangers.
0: I uh, yeah, know. I think, I think it's, I think it just adds to this film's idea of, of what, Rabbits and humans relationship is.
2: Which is complicated.
0: Yeah, that it is complicated. And that like humans very much can kill you. But unlike a lot of the other things that can kill you, they're generally not like out to do it. Like they're generally not seeking to do that just because they see you, you know. And it's like they could easily kill you on this road thing that they use their big vehicles on or whatever however they refer to the vehicles but they're not trying to if they kill you on that road they're not trying to it's just that they don't care like they don't have any care about your existence generally yeah and they're willing to kill you if you're in their way or bothering them (laughs) but like
2: no that i have something interesting to say about that in spoilers then I think also
1: that my impression of that was that they just basically ignore you, that they're like, th- that, again, it's your existence, I guess, reiterated. It's not
0: just ignoring, though, because as what happened to the Warren shows and Hazel getting shot, they are, are willing to hurt you. But it's if, in the case of the original Warren, you're just in the way of what they want to do. Got it. Or with the the ones that shoot him, where it's like they they felt like Hazel was disruptive to what they've got going on. And so it's a retaliation almost more than uh, uh, seeking to hurt, just to hurt, you know? Okay. I think it's like humans can and will kill you, but aren't always seeking to in the way that the predators are the the like like we kind of see with the the badger that we is briefly shown it's like pretty much the predators are always trying to kill you unless they just killed something else and are therefore like not hungry or whatever you know like is kind of the vibe of predators in this movie Mm -hmm. um except for the cat who's got a little bit of her own vibe of like I just kind of want to. Well, also, (laughs) um, Hazel, Hazel
1: to try to escape, like, um, agitated her and basically challenged her.
0: Yeah, yeah. But you see the cat a couple of times. It just kind of got this vibe of like, I don't necessarily need to, but.
2: (laughs) Also, I can see her being like, oh, these rabbits are there all the time and I can't mess with them. But I can mess with you. Oh, yeah, yeah. hundred percent. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Anything else with animation? I don't necessarily want to dwell a whole a lot on this, but the idea of this being live action or something like Lion King that apes live action um, is bad. Don't do that.
1: No, yeah, (laughs) and one of the biggest
0: reasons is that this really kind of toes the line of being too harrowing. And if it is even more realistic in that way, I think it just immediately crosses over that line. Like if I'm actually seeing photorealistic rabbits, like scratching and biting and and blood being drawn on each other, Mm -hmm. I think that's just immediately too much for me. And for, I would say most people, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like, it's just, I think it takes it, from being something that could be okay for kids to something that just like isn't is just gonna be too scary for well, children.
1: Yeah, and it's already realistic animation.
0: Right. But visceral. I'm saying if it's like so
2: exactly. if it's like a
0: Lion King live action if it's lion king like photorealistic cg is what i'm like thinking of right now Mm -hmm. if it's that that's just too much
1: right and what i'm just saying is this is like you said it's already right up to the tip of being too much so yeah anything
0: else would push it over the top also i don't think there's a lot of financial incentive to do that because it's not like a big moneymaker property but, yeah, I I, it, I certainly don't think I would want to watch it because it would be too harrowing if it was at all trying to be, like, the same story and not trying to tone itself down to, to fit the different medium or something. Um, but that's also just, like, a lot of effort. Like, they were able to do that with Lion King because they knew it would make money because of the nostalgia people had. But, like, that would be to do like a big photorealistic thing or even if it was like live action but then they had cg like photorealistic rabbits throughout that's just a lot of money to spend on something that probably is not going to make it up so i don't know you have anything you want to add babe no (laughs) (laughs) let's talk some about sound design the musical score was by Angela Morley and Malcolm Williamson. Morley replaced Williamson after the initial composer had fallen behind and only composed the prelude and main theme, uh, main title theme in sketch form. So mostly Angela Morley um, was setting our, our musical palette for this film. Ooh. Um the soundtrack includes Art Garfunkel's British number 1 hit Bright Eyes, which was written by the British singer and songwriter Mike Batt. The composer recorded 3 songs with vocals by Garfunkel, but only Bright Eyes made it into the film.
2: Cool.
1: Awesome. As a
0: as a Simon and Garfunkel fan mom, how did how did you feel about about Garfunkel's song in here?
1: Yeah, I I had actually forgot that it <laughs> that he was going to be in this, but I really really enjoyed that song.
0: Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. it. It helped add to kind of the the way that that scene felt, kind of different from most of the rest of the movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. um I think the music is definitely ominous and worrying a lot, but mm-hmm. sometimes kind of like peaceful and naturalistic. But there's a lot of like, to- like tone setting mood music, then the tone is, is ominous or unsettling. And it does that very well. And a lot because that's the tone of a lot of the movie.
1: And the opening was very unsettling to
0: me. And the music,
1: I just mean, was very intense and unsettling. I was like, whoa, what am I getting in for? I was a little bit
0: apprehensive there. One of the few things that isn't like that, though, is I think it's like a saxophone that plays for Kihar all the time. And it's kind of this like, (laughs) like this kind of like wobbling sort of sort of melody that plays for him um, and it's wonderful every time it's there um, and it really just adds to the comic relief feeling of the character and general. he's even
1: wobbly at times in fact when they first meet him I don't know if he was just tired and he was resting he's but just he got kept, a
0: vibe who knows
1: kept, like he would get I think his wing and was and hurt just, oh that's right his wing was hurt because yeah. then he would fall over and then he would or he like stayed with them for a while us. because
0: the wing yes, was hurt yes I forgot hurt. about that
1: yes ahead, um, Yeah.
0: I also liked that the credits ended with, like, the, the big rendition of his theme. That was very nice for me. Yeah. <laughs> as, as the note to go out on. <laughs> Musically, I guess.
2: Yeah, anything else about
0: sound design from you?
2: Yeah, I think I said my piece about, like, nah, I think the Bright Eyes part was maybe a little too long. Mm.
0: I, think, I think the piece of reused animation really did just feel like it was there for, like, another round of the chorus to be played. Yeah. <laughs> and for not a lot else. Um, let's go on to the part that our podcast is named after how's it hold up before we like really delve into that question uh, I have two more fun facts to talk about here which can kind of foster discussion. Uh, when this film was first submitted to the British Board of Film Classification the BBFC passed the film with a U certificate which means suitable for all ages basically the British G rating mm. uh, deciding that animation removes the realistic gory horror and the occasional scenes of violence <laughs> and bloodshed and we felt uh-huh. that while the film may move children emotionally during the film's duration it would it could not seriously trouble them once the spell of the story is broken mm. and that a U certificate was therefore quite appropriate okay. this, no. this choice oh. this choice has been quite controversial though yeah. and in 2012 the bbfc acknowledged that it had received complaints about the suitability of watership yeah. down at U almost every year since its yeah. classification Jeez. in 2002 the bbfc reclassified the film with a pg rating for mild violence threat brief bloody images language so
2: Jeez. like Jeez. Wait, when he says piss off yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> um, also in 2016 the British broadcaster Channel 5 faced criticism after broadcasting the film in a pre-watershed slot on Easter Sunday which was seen oh to be in poor taste due to the film's representations of violence inflicted upon rabbits and with many people on social media expressing concern about child viewers being distressed oh my though it is unclear whether any children were actually negatively affected. Despite the criticism, Jeez. Channel Five broadcast Watership Down on Easter Sunday again the following year. Oh my goodness! And <laughs> and
1: honestly, they lost their mind. Honestly,
0: I really love them for sticking to that. I oh think
1: that's funny. Gosh. I
0: think it's really funny that they were like, "Yeah, we heard all of you, and we do not care. We are doing it again."
1: I mean, this is not an Easter show. This is not <laughs> some not happy rabbit. Look, it's around.
0: got cute oh, bunnies. What do you want?
1: Oh my Sure,
0: some of those cute bunnies might die or bleed yeah, or but rip like, each
1: other's you know like
2: religion oh my god there's oh. religion
0: that is like super not like christian oh. religion at all oh, it's oh. such a it's such a choice and honestly channel five i commend you for That's it very funny, so i have please. no idea about the rest of your history to where if, i don't know if i support you wholeheartedly in general but in this one instance <laughs> i definitely do
1: Oh my goodness gracious! But Which I think we the- can
0: all agree that PG is what this should always yes. have been rated, or whatever the PG. Yes. I don't know if PG is what. Existed. Yeah, but it definitely should have not been the, the G sort of rating.
1: Exactly, should never have been their You and it's, never it's, should be a G rating. It's just it's a little it's a little very intense. Very it's intense. Kinda, yeah, like
0: not for the very very
1: young. <laughs> not at all. I mean, seriously, Winnie the Pooh is G-rated. This is not a Winnie the Pooh. Oh,
0: my
2: goodness. Uh, yeah,
0: that's an awful thing to imagine. Um, yeah, outside of that, uh, what, do, what do you guys think about how it holds up?
2: I think it holds up well. I, mean, I, I think yeah. so.
0: I guess... Um, I guess as my, some of my only kind of criticism, which is probably also criticism to be lobbied at the book, I would imagine, given how faithful I hear this is, is uh, the, the treatment of women is maybe not ideal. Yeah. Um, there's there's not really a lot of principal lady characters. Probably the most prominent one is not met to like two thirds of the way through the movie. And she's still not that prominent. Yeah. And, and there's just the kind of talk of like, we need we need the females and stuff, and there's there's some insinuation from wound Wart of like ah you're you're a captain, so you kind of have the pick of the females, yeah. which is really gross, and he's supposed to be gross, granted, but there's just kind of some vibes of how w- ladies are talked about, which is like sure, sure, you can try to excuse it because it's rabbits and it's like natural stuff or whatever, but humans put a lot of our own awful bias biases on how nature actually works um, that isn't always true. And I, there's some vibes in here that probably didn't need to be quite the way they were in respect to women, I think.
1: Yeah. And I would agree. Again, you have, you literally have no um, prominent women of of any substance that aren't damsel to one, you know, to one extent or another, aren't um, they or, well, I say damseled. Just, I, I want to say the, the one, character that we meet at the end she's basically trapped she's shot down for wanting to leave and then she's kept under watch so i i guess i want to say imprisoned uh, yeah, I, in that sense I, I mean, it,
0: but she does she does she is in this, a system of yes, stuff, yes. So she's, she's, she's in prison in the same way that others yes. are and we do see that she had the opportunity to escape and chose to stay because she didn't want to leave the others. yes she just helped true. uh holly escape true. yeah um so, i mean she she's She's pretty like decent lady character, but she's again like it's like two thirds of the way through before you even meet her, and she still doesn't get to do that much for a while after that. Yeah,
2: and I think with that, I would have liked to know more about her. In yeah, terms of, agreed. She's like they have to; they probably had to throw away this line of like, I sometimes feel like I I know when things are true, and, and yeah, yeah. Bigwig's like, well, you need to meet my friend. And I wonder if in the book that is more, you know, expanded upon about what she is actually capable of. Yeah. Because she, she also has a big part in the finale as well. Definitely. Or a, a pretty decent, important part. Yeah, yeah. Uh, So, yeah, I wish, you know, seeing more about her would be cool.
0: And I And I think part of this is something that could be alleviated by having like Pipkin or someone like one of the the more incidental ones being a lady. And then it could still be, they get to paradise, but it's like, there's like two ladies or something. And it's like, we clearly, it could even be not be framed as needing ladies so much as there's just not much of us here to be able to sustain ourselves. We need like more to have a thriving population up here you know like it could be something like that 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 veers away from we need the ladies to make babies you know um so so yeah i think that'd probably be my strongest criticism of how it holds up all right let's go on to our spoiler Spoiler alert. alert skip to one hour 11 minutes and 44
1: seconds
0: yeah let's, let's let's talk some about the end so they managed to get the um the people free and to join their place but woundwork comes after them um and and is You know, aiming to, like, give all of them back or we're going to kill all of you kind of thing. Um, Hazel ultimately comes up with this plan that's going to involve the dog. So him and... After...
2: No, yeah. After Fiverr's, like... You're right, you're right. Loose dog, loose dog. Yeah,
0: they're, like, hiding in their burrows and and the the Woundwart and his people are, are... burrowing, trying to get to them or whatever. Fiverr has a premonition about the dog. And so Hazel gathers three others and the four of them like go for a plan that isn't fully spelled out um, to us, the audience. Um, But they basically like have a rabbit every like, certain amount of, of space so that like one can run to the next and then the next can run and they can all be able to run at top speed without being too tired um, and the, the plan is to basically go chew the leash for the dog to let it out and then have the dog chase them to get the dog up to the hill to take care of the bad guy rabbits um, and that mostly works out well uh, Hazel after he manages to get the dog free is waylaid briefly by the cat Who's like, I'm gonna kill you. And then the little girl uh, off screen is like, hey, let, let, him, let him go. So thank you, little girl, for, yes. for freeing Hazel that yeah. way. They, I was so worried. They leave that worried. till the
2: end to like really confirm. Yeah, yeah. I was so worried. Um,
0: and and yeah the the dog does get up there and rips some of those rabbits apart uh a little grotesquely before the dog manages to get there the wound wart manages to like get in and and he's he's trying to go get them uh the guy who had been like beaten up from his place oh, he oh, he tr- so he sad. tries to make a stand it doesn't work out for him no. alas um but then uh big wig does make a stand he he like is kind of hiding in the dirt well uh, yeah he's buried in the uh, dirt he's buried, he's buried in the dirt, so he gets like a surprise attack on on Woundwort, and the, and they're fighting and they're clawing each other up or whatever. It's a little bit of a stalemate, and and Bigwig's like kind of keeping himself between Woundwort and and the others or whatever. It's not clear if it would ultimately manage to go in his way though. If Woundwort kept going though, but Woundwort gets distracted by everyone yelling about the dog, and so he goes up, and then the the way that Woundwort's death is like a maybe kind of thing is, is interesting to me. Like it oh, yeah. shows the dog like leap towards him, shows him leap towards the dog. Cause he's like, I'm not scared of a dog. And then there's like narration. That's basically like his body was never found. So we don't know, we don't know what happened to him. It's possible he's still out there sometimes, and he's basically used as a bo- as a bogeyman in our stories now of, like, hey, if you're not careful, Wart's gonna come and get ya. And, like- and we think he'd probably like that.
2: <laughs> I like how you use the, the British version instead of bogeyman. Oh,
0: bogeyman. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. um,
0: so yeah, an, an interesting way for Woundwort to go out certainly. Um, not mm-hmm. not making it like he probably died, you know. But like having any amount of I don't know about that, and then like the fact that he's still used and and their and their tales after and stuff is is interesting. Certainly. Yeah, making mm-hmm.
2: him mythic is very interesting. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, One thing that I thought was interesting, and I'm glad that they kind of wrapped up in terms of uh, Woundwort. Oh, assumed that Bigwig was the chief of that warrant. Yes. Uh, and when Bigwig was making that stand, when we was like, you know, chief, whatever, and he's like, I'm not the chief. Like, I'm guarding them.
0: Yeah, and that was pretty much, like, right before the dog came, too. So he's like, what do you mean you're not the chief? And then the dog was there. And, you know, yes. the implication of, like, here's the actual chief's plan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes.
2: yes. And uh, kind of wrapping it back up, thinking about it, it's like, uh, yes, Fiverr has these powers, but Hazel being the one to interpret it. Because yeah. to everybody else, he's just kind of raving about a dog loose. Right. And it's like, is there a dog loose? But but Hazel knows that it's like Yeah,
0: he he puts two and two together of like oh, We do that. Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh so yeah, like that that is interesting.
0: Yeah, they're they're an important duo. Like they, they help each other in that yes, way.
2: Yes, yes. Like Without Hazel, Fiver is just like uh, raving about these things. And without Hazel without Fiverr, like he's smart, but you know, having these kind of
0: these premonitions yeah, and stuff. Yeah.
2: Almost this um supernatural like hints about
0: yeah. what is possible. Not to mention, of course, Fiverr managing to save Hazel after he's wounded by a and yes. stuff. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then I, I also wanted to talk some about, again, like you said, the, the way that human, humanity and rabbits. Relate. Yeah.
2: Yeah, no, the, I think you pretty much said it was that the, the, within the film, that you're, they say that like, they'll kill you if they catch you, but they have to catch you. But that complicated with humans of like, all of these times where humans could have let this happen or either. So like with the dog chasing them in the water, the human could have let it go, but no, the human whistles and, and and that could have been incidental. Yeah. Maybe the human didn't see the rabbit. So like, okay, they were lucky, but like to kind of cap it off at the end with the cat has this rabbit and you hear the human and and uh, knowing at the end that it's like, no, she chose to let him go.
0: Yeah, she saw a rabbit that she didn't know. It's clearly not one of hers because they're all white. Uh, but she saw her, her cat attacking it and she didn't want that to happen. And she told the cat off and get, let the rabbit go. Because she is presumably a, a little girl who likes the wildlife around her. Like she doesn't have any of the cynicism of of the the older men or whatever that we see that are like this rabbit's a nuisance might as well shoot it kind of thing she's like it's a cute bunny and she has this kind of respect and appreciation of life in that way Mm
2: -hmm. that's
0: that's an important facet of what humanity can be
2: yeah and i again you know curious about what how it is framed in the book like was this what they were trying to communicate there yeah but regardless like that's kind of what i got from it
0: definitely um, and then since you're already crying might as well just barrel into what the very end is the very, the very end of the movie um, clearly skips ahead some in time there we and it's focusing a little bit on a, a uh, older looking bunny that we're not immediately clear who it is, but then you can kind of see a little bit of, of something on his back leg, kind of like where he was shot. And then uh, the, the black rabbit, like that signifies death kind of comes and is talking and addresses him as Hazel or whatever. But instead of this, like, instead of this like ominous kind of uh, foreboding or morbid ending, um, Hazel's death here is like an invitation to like come, come join me. Are Are you tired? Do you want to rest? Do you want to come with me, and uh, and whatever, whatever it is we do our our hunt oh, or whatever. So I so forget I'm how he refers to it, but like it sounds like. This fun kind of thing you could go to. Well, do. almost
1: like, sorry, like Lord of the Rings, where, you know, he, the invitation to Bilbo and
0: uh, yeah, Frodo, yeah. it's like,
1: you're tired, come rest.
0: Yeah, this and, invitation to yeah. let what you are now rest and be finished. You've done so much. And he said, but, and it, and he but even whatever looks- you, whatever remains gets to go on this new kind of adventure, you know, and and then you see he, he, his old self, like, lays down has some deep breaths and then kind of stops breathing and then a kind of spiritual younger looking version of him comes up and kind of bounds away with, with the, the black rabbit and they, they kind of bound away through the forest. I think some music plays and maybe some narration and stuff. Um, None of us were crying even (laughs) a little bit. Um, Um, But
1: he also, right before that happened, I mean, hazel's instinct he looked back but the rabbit but the 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 the, the black rabbit the spirit said they're gonna be okay they're, yeah you know it kind of like your job is done yeah you've done you know, everything you've you done need, everything you yeah.
0: put them in a great place they're gonna be fine yeah it's it's good like it's you know it's a movie that that ends with the ostensible main character dying but rather than it, their sadness but rather than it feeling overwhelmingly sad and just a bummer of an ending. It it it's more. Is that I Lord would, of the Ring? I would describe yeah. it more more triumphant and wistful. Like mm-hmm. this this he's going. He's he did it. He did what he set out to do and gave it a, a great new life to these other rabbits. Um, probably his friends had nice lives too. We don't see, and that's probably for the better to be able to put whatever you want there for their lives. Uh, but now he's going on to something to a happy to place. The greater. A yeah. place. and I yeah that's. It, it feel it feels more triumphant I would say than mm-hmm. anything like it's it's good it's a good ending and it made all three of us cry <laughs> <laughs>
2: yes one two, thing that two I th- of
0: the three of us are crying again. <laughs> I'm managing to hold it together
2: <laughs> one thing that i that I thought was interesting was the the visual interpretation of the the black rabbit in that at that point uh we would see the black rabbit or at least what Fiverr interprets the black rabbits look like in his in that kind of music video section
0: mm-hmm.
2: uh but this one was like a, a a sketch of the black rabbit like black lines kind of like an image or a whisper it was it was really nice
0: yeah agree. anything else with spoilers no more spoilers let's go on to our favorites and least favorites what was your least favorite part of the movie if it's in spoilers, be vague.
1: No, I'm gonna actually say them crossing the road and um Wig. And Big Wig saying, No, it's fine, look. And being in the middle of the road because I literally had to close my eyes because that is just too horrifyingly too close to reality. And I thought I was gonna hear
2: or see one of the rabbits just pelted by the car and run over. I think my least favorite is is what I've kind of harkened back to the few times is the length of that music video, the length of that scene. I liked it, but I think it was too long.
0: My least favorite part is in spoilers and it's um it's where a relatively minor character dies, but it was just kind of a bummer. Yeah. What was your favorite part of the movie? I think it was meeting Kehar. He's he's just a joy. Oh, and I forgot to say he is voiced by uh, Zero Mostel, who was most well known um, for playing Kevier from um, from Fiddler on the Roof um, oh. on uh, on stage. He didn't mm. he wasn't didn't play him in the movie, uh, but he was one of the the most well known performers of him on stage. Um, and this, I think, was his last uh, role in a film um, yeah. before he passed. So. I don't think
2: that's a bad last role.
0: Yeah, yeah, no. It's very memorable. He's very enjoyable.
1: For me, um, it, it, it involves k but it was my favorite scene was uh, when he his his... his Wing had healed, but when he thinks it's his idea to go out and find some women, because he he just starts saying things and like um, he wanted them to back up and like back up and stuff as he's gonna take off flying and all that. It was just. Such a delightful scene and just brought so much joy and levity. Even him flying up in the air. I forgot what he was saying and you don't know if he was going to like crash or whatever, but it was just great.
0: I like when one of his landings, he like came in, got close to the ground and just kind of dropped.
2: Yes, yes. (laughs) And then he said something like perfectly. Yes, yes, yes. yes. (laughs) He's so good. Yes. I think I'll go with the scene... uh in the the creepy warren where the rabbits are in the middle with the food and like the
0: the camera's uh, like panning around yeah, kind of the, the
2: view is is with within a tunnel where you like see that the main rabbits are the opening and then it's like rotating through as you see who is actually there and it, that creepiness of it, it was yeah
0: like, very uh, off-putting yeah it's
2: just really interesting um camera usage or, or like composition. Yeah. And just a, a scene that is just so uh, off-putting. It was good.
0: Who was your least favorite character in the movie?
2: I think, I mean that that's hard because it's like the ones you don't like generally are like you're not supposed to and they do a really good job of making them upsetting. I will stop Oh, oh shoot, I forgot to mention this. Or 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 talk about this in terms of uh contrasting like the leadership of the different warrens you mm. have, like uh I thought I thought it was interesting. I didn't when we first met Woundward, I didn't think he would be the type to go out because it felt like, oh, Chiefs or whatever should stay and be safe because that's what the first one was like. He's like in a tunnel, he's big, you can tell he doesn't
0: do anything. But he ultimately proved to be quite fearless.
2: <laughs> no, wound war. That's
0: what I'm saying. Yeah,
2: yeah. Versus the the original Warren guy. Oh, yeah. War, the original Warren guy. He was big. He didn't yes. do anything. But yeah, wound war. Uh, he had like a bad eye. And,
0: and it's said, hard to say if cowslip was like the leader, but he so he he was the one talking the most. Yeah,
2: yeah. But but like kind of contrasting it when you think about it is is really interesting in terms of them versus hazel who you know when they talk about him being the chief he was kind of like that's silly yeah Uh, but in the like hazel ra which i guess is like maybe a term denoting that yeah and you hear somebody use it more um sincerely later and and how he kind of fits into that so i thought that was interesting uh this is least favorite character sorry (laughs) um i will go with the original chief sure I
1: know I'm I'm between the two chief the 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 creepy one but he he makes a really good villain so yeah. I think I'm going to have to go with the original chief. I
0: think I will too. I I did really enjoy his animation but mm-hmm. like Who was your favorite character?
1: I think oh
0: man there's so
1: many good characters. Yeah, um, I definitely have I, to go I with Kahar
0: think... though. I love oh, that I love that dumb go... bird. Yeah. <laughs> I love that bird. <laughs> Is, you don't have to but that's what no, I gotta go I with. mean
1: I originally wanted to go with that but then I thought well there's so but I, hey at least I'm gonna throw a bone to, to hazel then okay. because I just hazel again was just here I mean what I love so much about Hazel is not only I mean his bravery and his helping everyone but I love his his love and loyalty to his brother and smart enough to know I mean you know, again, his his brother knows what he's talking about, but then even his intelligence in interpreting his brother's dreams. Um, but yeah, his just constant his constant desire to to try to 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 better the group and to keep everyone safe or and thriving. So yeah,
2: I'll go with Hazel as well.
0: I do also just want to throw a, a bone towards Bigwig, um, mm-hmm, yes, because he was also great. Yeah,
2: yes. he he had a, a good journey. He
0: like, he really did. Like Hazel a lot of was complication pretty, to his was
2: a, was a good like uh, rock in this story. Yes, like doing good. Like maybe a little bit of of at, at the the point where big. I think Bigwig's one of his biggest weakness showings of weakness. Maybe a little bit of Hazel getting pulled in there too, but. But, you know, Big Wig being like, I don't know about you guys. He's like, hey, I want to go with you. And he's like, "Uh, nobody, we shouldn't have done this. To, like, show his, he has a really good moment at the end. Yeah. 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 He's also good.
0: Who would Tim Curry have played if he were in this movie? Ooh, I think there's
1: some good possibilities. But, oh.
0: So, I I know Wound Ward is definitely what first comes to mind. I'm Mm -hmm. not sure if I would want that, though. Because there's a sort of... There's just a sort of vibe that Tim Curry brings to a role. And I feel like Woundwort's a little too nasty for it. Yeah. It's just kind of a, a, a kind of a gross. Yeah. Like, I, I think he could do it, but I don't... That's not where I would personally cast Tim Curry. Where would you put him? I think the two that I would consider is either the Chief Rabbit of Sandalford. Mm-hmm. I think he could give a, a, a good short performance there.
2: Yeah, it's brief.
0: Yeah, it is brief. Um, or Cowslip. I think I think he could get real slimy
2: with Cowslip
0: and kind of really, I think he could do that well. Now, I don't, I would like to clarify, I think everyone who voiced these characters did a perfectly good job. And there's not, there's not anyone where I'm like, oh, I really wish that someone else voiced them because they weren't, didn't do a good job. Like, no. But if Tim Curry's got to be in here, I, I think the one I'm most interested in is Cowslip. That's a good meaty role. And I feel like it could fit what Tim Curry does well here
1: yeah because I can see him I think that's a good choice because I can see him being more charming even initially to get them hooked to go into it but there's but but, but you know there's a little something off and you're like not quite trusting Mm -hmm, it but mm -hmm. he's still very charismatic and then even him evading the answers and then
0: it's like telling the tale it's like charisma but with like this kind of sense of slime in it that like sets you at uneasy yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's go on to our overall consensus and what we would rate it.
2: Okay. Yeah. I would recommend this. It, it was full of like interesting aspects to consider. I didn't read the book, so I don't think you have to read the book. I think they did a good job of uh, adapting it, getting the message across well, I don't know if it was got
0: across what the book was trying to communicate, but... It made a film that was entertaining for the three of us who have not read the book. Yeah,
2: pulled yes. apart from the book. The story that it told was interesting and very thoughtful. I will... I'll give it a 3.75. Let's... Tentatively. <laughs> cut it out if I don't change it. <laughs> Okay. Cut up the
0: tentatively to make you sound sure. Yeah.
1: Okay. I, I would, I would recommend it. I,
2: it's Let awful. babies watch this. No, no, no,
0: stop it. You just said that to antagonize my mother. <laughs> no. no, no, no. Wow, babe. Um, I, energy.
1: <laughs> I would recommend it for older children and above. So definitely up for elementary and above. Um, but it's, it's a hard watch. It, you, you definitely need to be in the mindset of, of almost like a, an emotional journey. Um, almost a, a learning lesson journey type thing because it, it's just not a light watch at all. Very emotional. And uh, I think, I think I'm going to go with a four. I, because I do feel like it had a rock solid storyline. Uh, it had very, dynamic characters overall i mean some were more static meaning like they didn't have huge growth journeys but... but very very distinct and for nothing you know the animation i feel like was very well done because both with the fable at the beginning with their use of colors with the consistency of the characters and character designs and even with just the creativity and the Artistry of making each of the Warrens and the different rabbit groups distinct, so that you know, with all of these rabbit characters, you were able to follow along. So, anyway, I I think it was well done. So, I'm going to say a four.
0: I will agree. I'm gonna go with a four. I think this is, I think it's a good film. Um, I I again like Valerie said we had watched it years ago I didn't remember it very well and and maybe more to the point I didn't really remember how I felt about it very well mm. but watching it here I was like that's that's a good movie like I could see myself watching it again it's not the sort of movie that I would want to watch again and again all the time Um, it's it's a little too harrowing for that yeah uh, to use that word probably for the 70th time <laughs> um, but it's good it's good I like it and I recommend it and I give it a four.
2: I think the uh, reputation for it maybe does it a little bit of a disservice. Yeah. In reputation being like, oh, it's, you know. The thing scary that scarred my
0: childhood.
2: Yeah, yeah. Like, I think, I feel like that somehow overshadowed that first watch.
0: Yeah. I so think so. Coming it's, into have just seen it as the scary, bloody rabbit movie. Right, right. But it, it's more than that. It really does kind of have. It has its own like mythology, which is interesting. And it's, it just has a lot kind of to say, I guess, which is, it, it's interesting. I I really enjoyed it.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. and I, and, and I think it also, the lesson learned here is we may have the British to blame for all of the trauma for the children because they had it rated G basically. So maybe a lot of younger children watched it. Was it was the should've. 1970s. You know, oh, 1950s, you know. Yeah. 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 So maybe that's where the reputation started. <laughs> oh goodness.
0: Thank you all so much for listening.
1: Thank you. you so much for listening. And please come join me as Nana Critter, N-A-N-A-C-R-I-T-T-E-R, every Wednesday at 7 p.m. CST or CDT on Twitch. And you will have my lovelies here, uh, my my beautiful daughter and uh, daughter-in-law, uh, joining me in the chat. Um, but it's also everyone else who pops and comes and joins the chat they're just so friendly and wonderful it's uh, my first playthrough of witcher 3 and backseating is allowed and the story's getting really good you guys
0: come join <laughs> us come join us next time we will start our holiganza is that what Ooh, we call it yes. i believe it's our yes. holiganza yes. um with Two back-to-back Winnie the Pooh Christmas movies. Aww, more <laughs> Winnie the Pooh. More Winnie the Pooh. I've more actually crying. I've put this off for like two holiganzas, I think, for some reason, for one reason or another, just wanting to put other stuff in. But we're doing it. We're watching these these two Winnie the Pooh movies, and I, I guarantee that one of Get them is going to make me cry. Yeah, you know,
1: and I will say I have I have fallen back in love with winnie the pooh because my (laughs) precious grandson just turned three but he he definitely likes winnie the pooh he has a wide repertoire of things he likes but he definitely enjoys winnie the pooh and i helped introduce him to (laughs) winnie the pooh very nice
0: so yes join us for that and until next time
2: yeah bye bye. Bye. love y'all
0: bye Both songs were licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. More info on that can be found at http: colon slash, slash, slash licenses slash by slash 3.0. Thanks for listening. <laughs> how do you feel about that <laughs> sometimes sometimes something just comes to your head and you're like let's do this and then you don't think about it so it happens that that and everyone's great. like what <laughs>
1: that was that was very disturbing you.
0: oh my gosh the seminal film the house bunny yes <laughs> I just thought about doing it again.
2: <laughs> I thought you would. I'm
0: not gonna do it.
2: Huh? Some other image, some other imagery, God dang it! <laughs> some other imagery that I found interesting. <laughs> I'll do it again. Oh,
0: Mom did a little thing. You poked me. Love you guys. I'll have another drink. Yeah. Did I ever tell you about like how I made as I like recorded me singing it like like four or five times and layered them over to like have that kind of uh, harmony thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, no pterodactyls.
1: I got hit. It was a pterodactyl freeze. Someone hit me. No, it wasn't. I was kind you of pushing hit board. me. It wasn't
2: a hit. You beat me. It was okay, a- anyways. <laughs> Baby gate. She did a hit. <laughs> Stop it.